Hello, hello, beautiful So Welcome to the Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. I'm your host, Petya Kolibova, an alignment woman's coach who guides women to intuitively connect with their inner vision so they can experience personal and professional magnetism and become unapologetically abundant. My mission is to empower visionaries who are on the path to embody their fullest self-expression, to soulfully expand into a quantum leap in all dimensions of their lives. Each week, I will be offering an interview or an idea that will support you to leave behind what isn't serving you anymore and create a life filled with freedom, abundance, purpose, and even bigger impact in this world. No more hiding, no more playing it small. It's time to step up and up-level your life now. Hello, hello, beautiful soul. Welcome to another episode of Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. I'm your host, Petya Kolobova, and today's guest, oh my goodness, I can really feel how much wisdom and ascension she is going to be bringing because Dr. Nikistar Noche, it's absolutely beautiful embodiment of what is really possible when you align with your truth, with your purpose, and when you allow yourself to grow into what ultimately are your dreams and desires. So I am so excited to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me. And before we dive into anything, because I told you, I've been stalking you on Instagram and I love, love, love what you're putting there. That's why I resonated with you so much. I was like, I want her energy, her presence with my people, with my tribe, because how you embody the feminine and the truth and the, you know, the innocence. And at the same time, the allowing yourself to desire for bigger and embody that it's like, wow, I'm like, we get to have her. So before we go there, I would love to start this podcast. If you're open to receive short guided meditation with me. Sure. That'd be lovely. I love receiving. Thank you. I receive. (laughs) (laughs) I wish more people would be like you. That's why I say we got to bring your presence into this show. So if you're open to just really gently blend and melt into your seat, closing your eyes gently and starting breathing in deeply through your nose. And breathing out, releasing through your mouth and allowing yourself to be fully present in this moment. Feeling how your body is softening and melting into your chair. Your face is relaxing. Your shoulders are relaxing. Your body is becoming heavier and grounded and you are feeling so good in right here and right now. And as your body is relaxing and as you're realizing there's nowhere else to be, I would love for you to visualize that it's a first day of a first episode of a reality show that you have just joined. And you're so, so, so excited for it because this is for leaders and visionaries and light workers and holistic practitioners, thought leaders and coaches to have a space to show their gifts, to show their presence and to show people what is really possible in the world. 
And as you are starting this first day and first episode, it's your turn to introduce yourself. But to introduce yourself, you cannot say who you are and what do you do, not even your name. You just get to introduce yourself of one thing you would love for people to know about you. So not what do you do, not even your title, not even your name, but who you came here to be in this world. How would you introduce yourself? What would you say to the world? <laughs> I just see myself being like laughing. And so I'm really a bright shining star, like a starburst, like a joy, like just a light and love and just, ooh, ah! <laughs> so I just love feel that. all of this excitement bursting through me. And I feel like that's one of my superpowers. Like uh, my gene, one of my main gene keys is intoxication. And so innocence is one of them too. So I heard you sharing that. So this kind of like joy and folly and this lightness of being is really my true nature. And so I just see that coming through so much on camera and I just felt it coming through so much now. That mm, it's amazing. And I love that, you know, because sometimes when we are stepping into a role, right, and representing ourselves, we think about our name, our titles, what are we doing, instead of just like, let people feel you. Let people feel your energy and who you're really being. So I absolutely love that. And I can feel that. I can feel that energy. I love that you're familiar with Gene Keys because I love human design and Gene Keys. And it's so beautiful to get to know yourself. And I'm super curious, you know, because when I connected with you online, I saw that you are a former medical doctor and now you are, you know, spiritual transformational coach and thought leader and there is just so much of you that I can just see in being a doctor. So what created the shift? Like, when did you say like being a medical doctor, it's really not my calling because I, I cannot even imagine like that's a lot of investment, energy, money, time to become a medical doctor. So how did you discover, realize that that's not your only one calling and you came here to be more? Well, I was always drawn to healing from a young age. So I come from a lineage of Colombian healers and shamans, and I didn't know that growing up because my grandmother moved to this country and we didn't really talk about that stuff. And when I went through my spiritual awakening, it kind of was a gradual thing that started in medical school. So when I wasn't being brainwashed by the system, then I was like, oh, I see the reason why I don't agree with that treatment, even though it's what the book says is because my intuition is telling me something else and I'm seeing something else. So I can see energy and disease in people. So I was drawn to that field because I thought that's how I could help them. But really it was limiting for me. And now I get to work with people in every way, like energy, mind, past lives, reclaiming power, rituals, energy work. Like I just love it so much. Like the sky is the limit and it's, it's all intuitive based. It's like their soul just tells me and, 
And just like the level of psychicness is, is just funny because I'm like sharing examples and they're like, that's exactly what happened. Like, you know, they don't tell me what happened, but then I'm like, yeah, well, if it happens like this, and they're like, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> so it's, it's so beautiful because it's so easy and literally I'm just being myself. So now I feel like I've really stepped into who I came on this planet to be versus before I was just fitting into what society said was appropriate when you wanted to help people heal and transform. That's so amazing, you know, and I'm wondering, you know, so what you're sharing with me, it's like there is a lineage, right? Like all healers in your family. What about those who are listening right now? And they're like, well, you should see my lineage. There is nothing, you know, like healing, no leaders, no visionaries, no nothing. I came here and I'm so different from everyone in my family, from everyone in my surroundings, what would you say to those people? Because I feel like even when you came here and didn't talk about it, right, there is this passing on the information, right, that you receive from your ancestors. What if all that we receive from our ancestors, it's, it's pain and scarcity and the disbelief of something better, it's possible for us. Well, the beautiful thing is that's my experience too. So like I said, even though I come from this lineage, I did not know it until I had my spiritual awakening. And that wasn't until after medical school. So I did come from that background where all of my grandparents came to America with nothing and they all suffered poverty and all of that coming. And even working so hard, like my grandfather was an eye worker. My grandmother was a seamstress. My other grandmother cleaned houses. My other grandfather was an exterminator and like, they all just like whatever work they can get. Cause even that grandfather started off selling like ties on the street. So I come from that. Like I come from basically simple people who had to deal with the suffering and, and the wartime and all that stuff. And so I know exactly what that feels like. So I don't come from money. I don't come from privilege. And I actually didn't come from a home where we were actually practicing any kind of rituals. And I was like raised Catholic. I've, I lived like in a regular life. And, you know, if anything, there were other hardships too. But what was the key was I just followed my heart's calling. I just followed what I knew to be true. So even though I was the first person to ever graduate from college, actually graduate from any kind of higher degree. Like, so the fact that I went to medical school is almost like a miracle because no one in my family did any of that, but I just like kept following my calling. So then even when I went to medical school and I was like, oh wait, no, no, this isn't it. People are like, what do you mean? You just invested all this money. What do you mean? It's so prestigious. Like what, what do you, like what else is there? And I'm like, I don't actually know, but it's not this. And so I didn't even know I was going to step into coaching. Like I didn't even know I was going to do this. I just knew that there was something more. And I just was following my heart's calling, following my intuition. And even when everyone else did not agree, did not align, was not a part of it, the power within me was so strong. So really leading ourselves and really following that intuition, because in the end, everyone comes around like my family's so happy. They're so proud of me. You know, it took time. At first, there was some rejection. But it, eventually people who love you, they come around and, and I feel like I've transformed their lives through my transformation. Hmm. That is so beautiful and powerful because sometimes it feels like that, right? That we come here to truly hear our ancestors and show them what's possible. 
and change the generational pattern and not going through that poverty and, and, and the scarcity, right? So I'm wondering, like, when you were on that journey, what helped you with your awakening? What helped you to connect with your heart? Because um, I was looking at, you know, things that you're posting, and there is a lot of feminine flow, feminine energy, you know, and things like that. But for people who are just now starting to awaken into like, I know there is more for me in life, but I cannot put my finger on it. I don't know what it is. And they're going and, you know, listening to different podcasts, reading different books. Like, how do you really discover what is your heart true desire if we can get so overwhelmed? We don't want to do it alone. We want to be supported, that, but we are looking outside. So it's the same thing of like leading yourself. So like you said, if, if you feel that inspiration to listen to a podcast, listen to the podcast. For me, I felt an inspiration to go to yoga because I like, I liked working out and, and I was like, wow, what kind of like, what else can I do? And I was like, oh yeah, like yoga, there's like, you get a hot body with yoga. And <laughs> it was like so vain. It wasn't even for spirituality yeah. and it caused me to wake up. It was like a consciousness shifter. So wherever you feel drawn, like if you feel drawn to read a book, like if you feel drawn for me, it was travel. And through the travel, I then was in Thailand one time. And that's how I discovered meditation because I was doing yoga in a space in Thailand. And the guy was like a big meditator. And then I just like ended up meditating with him and it was so powerful. So everything actually I stumbled upon, I wasn't planning my spiritual awakening. So I also feel like if it's your destiny and you don't resist, so if you get the ping of like, go to that retreat, if you get the ping of like, work with that coach, if you get the ping of like, take that course, it sounds interesting. Like whatever your curiosity is saying to you, follow that. And I do really feel like our destinies are inevitable and we're, we're born, we're like right now living in a time where spiritual awakening is happening, whether we like it or not. So just by honoring what you desire to do in the moment, what feels inspiring, what's lighting you up and following that thread, I feel like that's one of the most powerful things that we can do to support our spiritual awakening. Because also everyone's path is going to be different. Mm -hmm. There's no one way. There's no right way. There were times I did certain things that I, I don't do at all anymore. Like I once practiced yoga every single day. That's not my practice anymore. You know, so you're going to go through changes and transformation. So just honor what's true for you in the moment. Mm, that's beautiful. Like really meeting yourself where you are instead of trying to force yourself. I, I, I remember when I used to force myself, like if I want to be successful, I have to be doing this because this is what's worked. And I'm like, but it doesn't feel good anymore, you know? So really honoring where we are and our evolution. So it's really, really beautiful that you were following like these pings, you know? I really always feel like there is like a breadcrumbs from the universe. Like when we're curious and excited about something. Uh, and I feel like sometimes on our journey, we get to learn how to distinguish between like, I'm inspired and curious about doing this and I'm desperate, right? Like there is a little bit different energy. Like, have you ever been in a place that like, I want to get out from where I am. I really don't want to be in this job, in this relationship, you know, or feeling like this in my body. Because I feel like when we are in that energy of desperation, we are like, I just want to do everything. I will hire this coach because I think that this will save me and this course and this will save me. And then we're like, nothing changed. So how do you know if it's the universe guiding you versus you being like, I need something, 
right? Like, how do you distinguish between those two? So as you're talking, I'm just hearing scarcity and abundance, right? So what we focus on expands. So when we're in need, like, oh my God, I need this. Like, it depends on this. Like, this energy is lack. This is what creates not the results because lack creates, lack creates, lack creates, lack. But if we're in desire, right? And we're in abundance. So I feel that desire is abundance. It's more than you don't, you don't need it, but you want it. And so for me, like, I like was so hungry for spiritual knowledge when I like, as the awakening was happening, because what I was hungry for at first was like travel. So that traveling, going to sacred sites, and I didn't know, and I was getting activated in the pyramids of Egypt. I was getting activated in the Yucatan and I was, and I've been to Tulum so many times. I've hosted retreats there. So it's like, and I was going to move there actually. So I was just letting my desire take me to all the different places. And, and so it was from desire. So somehow I manifested it. I traveled the whole world and I manifested doing that. Like I manifested the money because I was in abundance. I didn't need to do it. Of course not. Who needs to travel the world? So by the age of 25, I touched every continent except Antarctica. It was from desire. But when we're in need and like, we're wanting someone to fix us, no one can fix us. So that's why it doesn't work. It really needs to be from a place of, because I desire to get to that next level and not because I don't want to feel this. So I feel like neuro-linguistic programming a really, and that's why positive mindset really works. And it's not that you're being, uh, sometimes I think people say positive thinking is spiritual bypassing. I don't agree with that. I think we're actually reframing the same situation into in a more abundant light. So let's say if you are in pain and you are feeling badly, it's like, okay, I feel badly. Oh, I need help. I need healing. Okay. Wait. So what am I desiring? Okay. I'm desiring to live the life of my dreams, to have abundance, joy, love, peace, happiness, all the things. Okay. What would help me with that? What would help me with this bigger vision? So we just, it's just like a little micro hair of a shift. And then it puts us into empowerment. So then whoever we work with, they're just like a support system. They're not like fixing us. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. And I, and I love how you, because we can distinguish, right? Like, how does it feel inside? Does it feel expansive? Does it feel good? Am I really like excited to go and do that? Even if it's scary, right? Like traveling the world and go to the places you've never been can be a little bit scary, but, it, or is it coming from a lack? Is it, is it feeling like contraction? How is your body feeling when you're looking at these things? So, that it's so beautiful. I'm wondering what are some of your practices that you are doing? And I know we're evolving, we're changing, you know, but right now, these days, what are some of the practices that are like creating even deeper spiritual awakening and practices and what helps you to stay in that abundance? So some of them are really fun. You would never imagine, but like some is just like dancing on the beach. Like literally when I dance on the beach, like I feel like that bright shining star in the beginning that we talked about. If I want to activate that energy within myself all the time, like I just need to go. That's why I live here, right? Like I live on the beach because I just literally it's my backyard. So that simple thing of dancing, I also love working on my energy 
So I run energy through certain meridians in my body and I feel like it activates my superhuman potential. So it's kind of like beyond meditation. It's like my one point of focus is the running of these energies through certain pathways in my body and different kinds of energy, depending on how I want to feel. And so I do that multiple times a day. Like, you know, if I'm going to come on for this or before having a client or after the client, like, so for different intentions. And I think that's really, you know, I also say like, I'm an energy strategist because I, and that's what you mean, like about the feminine flow. Like I'm very self-aware meditation helped me get there. Breath work helped me get there. And now I'm more just being like a ninja when it comes to my energy and how I'm wanting to express and embody. So let's say those two things are really key. And then I'd also say rituals. I'm a big ritualist. Mm-hmm. Those are my top three. That is so beautiful. So for those who are listening right now and they're like, okay, I'm not living in a beach. I cannot go there and, and just dance. And I don't know how to run my energy through the points of my body. What is that I can do right now? Well, I'm a big fan of working with like coaches and healers and mentors because I feel like they really like catapult us quickly to the next level. Like it's, I was looking and studying energy for a decade, you know? So I've like refined this work over a decade and then boom, you get like all the information. So that's always been number one. Like I've always worked with other people in support because I desire to reach my next level. So I think that's, that's been huge for me, like to get to the next level, to the next level, to the next level. But easy is just like go to nature, like, or, but not even that, because remember, like, that's my practice. What's your practice. That's going to light you up. Like maybe dancing on the beach is like the last thing you want to do. So I don't recommend it to you. Right. That's why it's really about getting in tune with yourself. So if you don't know where to begin, begin with meditation, right? You can even do guided meditations if you, you know, or just find someone that you want to learn to meditate from because you like their energy. And a lot of people have different like resources and things. And, you know, I have free resources as well with meditations and stuff. So I find that just start where you're at, what inspires you just start there, start there, take the next step, invest in yourself. You are your best return of investment. Like keep going next, you know, what's one foot in front of the other. Um, so that's what I would recommend. And I, I think it's really important to, if it'll say you are in that space, right. To really get out of any kind of victim mentality of like, Oh, but I don't have this, or I don't have the money, or I don't have that. And just do what you can right now in the moment. And then when you do have some, you go into like a lower level of investment and then you keep getting the return of it. And then from there, it kind of snowballs and it's, it compounds and it grows over time. Mm, I love that, you know, because again, it comes back to know yourself, right? Know thyself and start where you are because we can live in a space like, oh, I cannot do this because you don't understand. I have kids, I have dad, whatever it is, but you can do something. Don't tell me you don't have two minutes a day to take the breath and meditate, right? Like, there is nothing complicated. You don't have to be sitting on the top of the mountain with a, you know, lotus position of your legs, right? It's really just, where are you now? Where are you now? And starting there. And that it's really beautiful. And like I said, I just really love that you embody that. You embody that femininity and the abundance and the truth and the activation and really like embodying all the inner work that you have done. Because now you can be teaching and inspiring other people to do the same things. So for the person who is listening right now and they're like, okay, I do feel there is more for me. 
but I still have like obligations, right? Like, let's say, for example, I have a profession who pays for all my bills and I'm a single mom, or I know that I'm meant to be like leading others and helping others. And I don't know where to start. What would you tell them to do? Where would you tell them to start if they know there is this yearning and knowing that they're meant for more and they just don't know where to start? Yeah, again, it, it, it feels like it's similar to the, the last answer of it's find who, what, a book, a podcast, a person who inspires you. Get whatever tips from all the list of tips. Take those. How can you incorporate it? You still need to eat. So transformation happens to your food. It was one of my first parts of my journey. So like mm. what we eat, we become like I eat super clean that alone can transform your consciousness. So just bringing attention to that. Hmm. Secondly, it's like you still are going to have time where you're laying in bed in the morning or at night. You can easily do breath work there. You can easily meditate there. Literally, sometimes I'll do my meditations, regardless of the kind, even if you're not running fancy energies through your body, you can still take time to five minutes before a meeting. Or if someone's like late to meet you, don't even be upset about it. Be like, perfect. I have a few minutes to meditate. You close your eyes, you meditate while you're waiting for the meeting to start. You, you know, I think a lot of people are getting, I was going to grab my phone. People are getting lost in their cell phones, you know? And so I find that like, I guarantee the time you spend scrolling, you can let it, if you catch yourself scrolling, you just close it. And in that moment, do some kind of self-care practice, listen to something that's going to be supportive or watch something that is going to expand your consciousness. Mm, love those so much. That's beautiful. And I'm really, really happy that you also touched on the nutrition, you know, because I used to have very unhealthy relationship with my body and with the food, you know, and now when I changed it and I really see food as nurturing and as loving myself and loving my body, I'm just not available for so many things. You know, it's just like, it's not even a struggle. Like I haven't had a caffeine for over three years. You know, we became vegans with my husband. We haven't drank alcohol over three years. And it's not, it was just like a gradual, gradual change. When we felt that we are depending on something to feel better, I'm like, I don't want to depend on anything. I know I can create it myself. So the nutrition, it's, I love that you said it because that's something that we can all start with eating more live foods and drinking more, you know, pure water and just like really checking in how you're feeling after you drink or eat, that is going to change you. And you don't have to like do anything else. This is something you're doing already, but now do it consciously and do it mindfully. And then adding, you know, meditation or just nature and finding your own thing that it's inspiring you, that it's making you feel so good. Oh, I'm feeling so much better just like talking to you. You know, it's so beautiful to be bringing oh, this out. Thank you. So I also want to add, that I also don't drink alcohol and I stopped when I did my yoga teacher training in 2013. So I've been almost a decade without alcohol. Yeah. And I've, yeah, because when I was doing all that yoga and I was evolving and transforming, we then had Sunday off and I had a glass of wine and I was like, Ooh! and then I woke up the next day and I felt like, Ooh! I yes. feel like I got hit by a truck. Yes. Why would I ever drink that again? And I saw how it was depleting me instead of like adding to my life. Mm. And so I agree, like I am the drug. I get high on life and drunk on love. Like that's my philosophy. And mm. 
I feel good every single day. And it's because I don't need to process more toxins in my body. You know, there's enough pollution in the air. I don't need to add toxins to my body. And of course, whoever wants to still do it, that's great. And if you do it for special occasions or whatever, but it's something to look at because like I was living in New York city, drinking cocktails and having fun and just with dinner. Cause they have all these fancy cocktail menus, but then I would pay the price and it was more that my system had to process. So it's like, when people ask me why my energy is so amazing, it's because of all the practices, including what I put into my body. So I'm so happy that you guys are on that path too. I find it's becoming more and more popular actually. Isn't it amazing? Like I remember, you know, in the nineties when we were like partying and like, I don't know, like your age, but like when we're partying in the nineties and you're drinking, you know, and partying and then you need two, three days to recover. That was like an in thing to do. And now when I see like more people feeling really more conscious about what they're eating, what they're drinking, not to be drinking and just being that inspiring example, you know, and this is not to be like judging, but really, like you said, like you are your own medicine, you are your own like energetic source. And plus, when you believe that there is a source bigger than you that you can plug into whatever it is source god universe whatever it's for you there is something bigger that can help you recharge versus like let me drink alcohol let me drink coffee let me you know eat this or that to make me feel better well grab a piece of fruit it's alive and you will feel alive so it is beautiful. Thank you so much for adding that and sharing that. I think it's so, so, so beautiful, you know, because some of my clients, you know, when you start working with people, they start to be like mirroring you, you know, like I have clients who are quitting their caffeine, who are quitting drinking alcohol, who start to drink celery juice. And it's beautiful because it's not like they start to coach me like, you have to become vegan. You have to start drinking juices. It's not that they see how much energy I have and how am I living my life. So I love that. Again, you are that full embodiment of that, of you're such a like pure light and like so much fun and so much energy. And you're like, I don't need anything external. I create it. And if I create it, you can create it. So thank you so much. Thank you so much, not only for today, but for all the work you're doing, everything you're embodying, everything you are sharing in the world, because I feel like, our best way how to influence people it's who we are being and what we are showing in the world instead of telling people what to do it's like look at me you know if I can do it you can do it so thank you so much and if people want to connect with you and want to see your dancing on the beach and your amazing energy where do you want them to connect with you so I have my doctor, Nikki Starr, and my Nikki Noche accounts on Instagram. They're kind of two different accounts because my doctor, Nikki Starr, is where I'm here to reach the millions, you know? So it's about the spiritual awakening journey. And then I have more of my high level one-to-one work. And that I feel is a, it's a really a different conversation. And so depending on what you're feeling or both, cause they're both activating, but in different ways. So I feel like those are great places to start. And then my website is drnikkistar.com. Keeping it simple and keeping it magical. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. There was so much fun and I am so excited to see who is going to get inspired. So if you're listening to this, if you really resonate with anything, if you had any questions 
for Dr. Nikki Star or me, just send us a DM. We are both active on Instagram. That's how we connected. So send us a message, send us a screenshot of this episode and let us know what really resonated, what maybe just inspired you to take the one first step and know that we're here to support you. We've been where you are and we know how to guide you. So please reach out, don't be shy. And again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you.